0: Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. Echo is a group of people in Cincinnati, Ohio, who love Jesus, love hanging out, and are navigating the ups and downs of our faith together. We're glad you're here. We appreciate the fellowship this morning. I love it. I love it. This is my favorite part. I've never, I don't have to wait that often. This is amazing. Thank you, guys. The past few weeks, we've been talking about our church community, so happy to live it out at any point in time. We've talked about commission, connectivity, and creativity, the values that we strive to, live at, to help us live out Jesus' love as Echo Church. How are we doing on slides over there? Not working. There we go. I got lots of pictures today, so I got to make sure they were available. So these these three have been some ways that we express uh, Jesus' love in our community. And we're also located in a specific spot on the map. Um, The the Lord knows that I put a lot of pictures together today. I know he wants you to see them. Um, A lot of these photos not these, but uh, some of the Cincinnati ones, a lot of them are taken by Steve. We'll give him a shout out there today uh, because we want to talk about where we are in the city and where we've met as a church. How are we doing? Look at the pretty mountains. This, that's not Cincinnati. Um, so we, I have to admit, I was a little amused by myself because we called this series Echo location. And I'm like, how have we not done that before? Echo location. We've actually spent time in three different echo locations, three different buildings have housed our worship services over the years. And we are almost 18 years old. We turn 18 next month. So I figure we, we should probably have some sort of party of like, hey, we're an adult now, church. Oh, you think? All right, we're going to plan something. We'll try to, we'll try to picnic or meal together just in, in honor of that achievement. And as we walk through Scripture today, I'm going to walk through Scriptures. I'm going to walk through where we've been as a church and consider the story of our community, uh, both inside the church and outside, to give you a picture of who we are, who our neighborhood is, and hopefully you can see where your faith journey intersects with our own. So location number one, 1438 East McMillan Street. If you head out our front door and turn right, it's just up the block here. And from 2005 to 2012, this is where we met. In this space, we figured out who we were as a church. And we also had to figure out who was living here in the community already. How could we partner with them? In October, 2005, Twelve of us gathered in an upper room. Sounds very biblical, doesn't it? It's literally true. Twelve of us gathered in the upper room of this building, and we prayed. We prayed about what this church could be, what is a church, how could we make it one, how could we be a part of this space. It was an official gathering of Echo Church. The building that you see here is the Walnut Hills Christian Church. It was owned by a Disciples of Christ denominational church. And they were a dwindling congregation. They were getting a little small. um, And they said, sure, you can rent out our building on Sunday nights. So for the first, let me see, our first decade as a church, we ended up being only evening worship services on Sunday, right about 6 p.m. And so then our building like this one here, had a very similar age to it and the structure. There was stained glass along the windows. I'm so sorry I didn't grab some of the the more beautiful photos here, but this just kind of gives you a glimpse of this. It's still got this history to it, and that's the space where we began. And for a person like me who grew up in a very very plain, very new building and church, that this was just inspiring to be in such a space and know the history of people praising God in this neighborhood for generations happened in these pews. That's why we appreciate being in this building as well. As we began, there was hope and newness and a recognition that we're new here. We didn't want to come in and be like, we need to ask, who is this neighborhood? What's already going on here? You don't want to come into a space and not honor the history, not honor the people who have put in the time and the care. And so we met people. We focused on partnering with people who already lived here in Walnut Hills. Now I say this. Technically, where we are now, where that building was, was East Walnut Hills. But you go right across the street. If you cross over Victory, you hit Walnut Hills. We're right on the border here. There is some longer history there, and it's a little... There was, some, there was some little tension in the past between this neighborhood division. But we moved in in a time where they were trying to work together. So it was a beautiful time. Our family lived technically in Walnut Hills, and our church building was in East Walnut Hills. So we're, we're learning the ins and outs and bringing it together. We met people like Catherine Gardette and George Smith who are pillars of the community, and still we, you can wander down the street probably any day of the week and run into one or both of them. And they are still working hard to make sure Walnut Hills is a place everyone can safely live in. George is on the safety committee and he has spent much time there. Catherine advocates that new businesses don't push out old businesses, they care. Steve joined the community council to represent our church to show them we want to be active participants, not just passively uh, spending time here. And so they welcomed us and they taught us the culture of the community. Here along these streets, some of the richest and poorest people share the same zip code. Still true in Cincinnati. The area is diverse in economy, in privilege, in skin tone the history of the community. It's named for the walnut trees here. It began with a log cabin built between Park Avenue and Kemper Lane, and it held a key point in history as Harriet Beecher Stowe lived here and learned from her father, a Presbyterian minister, about the abolitionist movement, and their family sold property so that black families could own land here. And that didn't always happen in the rest of the city. Over the years, wealthy white people fled from the interior of downtown Cincinnati, moved up the hill to live here. At some point, they moved further out. And so that's where you have the disparity between who was spending time in the neighborhood. Were you rich? Were you poor? What were your advantages? In 2005, as we arrived, the neighborhood had spent years with a reputation in the local news as being not the place you want to visit, crime, abandoned buildings. Yet the Walnut Hills Redevelopment Foundation was working hard to invite new residents and new businesses in. But they didn't want the the neighborhood to just flip over and become something extreme from one end to another again. So they tried really hard to find grants and resources so that everyone had the opportunity to choose to have a business here or to live here. And it's it's hard work and it's something that's still tension today to try to work hard to make sure that this space is still available for everyone. And we see housing prices on the rise. And we also see the Interfaith Hospitality Network just built 26 units to provide temporary spaces for families struggling with homelessness. So this still exists 2023 in our neighborhood. The hope for being a space for everyone continues. So this work to bring hope to a place that people have spent years in watching it change made me think of a snippet from Jesus' life in Matthew 13. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. It was hard for Jesus to speak a new word of hope and a new Perspective of God's truth to the people who saw him grow up. Sometimes it's hard to become a new person in a place where everybody knows you since you were a kid. And for some of you, you have similar experiences because you've grown up in this region. And who you've become now is different than who you were then. And yet you're interacting with your family and some of the friends you grew up with. And sometimes it's hard to show where your faith is and where you've grown now, and try to reintroduce yourself to them. And sometimes the hardest people to care for with Jesus' love are the people that know you the longest. And so you guys are an inspiration to me. I've moved here, I didn't grow up here. So it's great to see people staying and caring and trying to re-energize, just the way we met the Walnut Hills residents when we moved in. A few fun stories from this era of echolocation. We began fun traditions. Um, Some of them had to do with the fact that we met at night. So you meet at night, Halloween falls on a night, and we just started hosting um, a fun trick-or-treat in the parking lot because we were there at night. We had a lot of kids in the neighborhood. Because we met on Sunday nights, we ended up doing a shorter worship service on Super Bowl Sunday, and we would watch the game together. On Labor Day weekend, like we experienced last week, we didn't meet at all because the church that we rented from rented their parking lot out for so many people to come to the neighborhood to watch the fireworks from the top of the hill. Our first outreach outreach project is now named Queen City Kitchen and it's a place still on Gilbert Avenue that serves food and we would go shopping uh, at big box store and try to gather up food to feed hundreds of people and figure out how to cook it in their stoves, and also sit down and eat with people, not just serving, but sitting among them and getting to know neighbors. I still see people walking up and down the streets that we first met uh, back then. While our worship style is much the same as we have today, Um, We had a a big old organ, just like you see here, and we had a CCM graduate student who was with us for a little while, and he played the organ on a couple of occasions. I did find a photo. It was really dark. Couldn't see it up on the screen, but the church we rented from uh, was an older congregation. They didn't have any kids, and so when we were first there, we were exploring all the different rooms that they let us use, and we're like, oh, do you have any former kid spaces? They're like, there's a nursery. In the basement, and there was, like, if you played the right music going down a dark hallway and the oldest, creepiest toys you've ever seen just anciently sitting and gathering cobwebs in those rooms, I did not go down to that basement by myself, and I was not sending my child down there. So we we used other rooms. It was fine. So location number two, 950 Nassau Street specifically in Walnut Hills, 2012 to 2015, we were there. This was a time in between. It was a time of grief, wasn't where we wanted to be, but it was a place we could rest for a bit. This move was not our preference. That first building we loved, but the church, as I said, was dwindling and they decided to not be a church anymore. And through some things that still give us heartbreak, uh, we tried to buy it with the small funds that this little church had, but we, we didn't, and so we had to move. Thankfully, we knew people in the neighborhood because we'd gotten to know them, and some amazing folks uh, were pastoring at the Cincinnati Church of the Brethren, and they said, come on in. Stay as long as you need. You can meet on Sunday nights and use our space. So it was small, it was a former office building, not as inspiring as these uh, beautiful walls here today. But it was a place to be. And we were feeling loss and uncertainty and we could just land there for a while. We, like the previous building, had to set everything up. You can see it was an empty room and it looked that empty every every night. We'd come in, volunteers would come very early, set all the things up, tear them all down again at the end. Uh, there is a second grief, much deeper in our hearts. As we were leaving the old building, we experienced the first death in our echo family. Kathy. Uh, she had her cancer return, and when it returned, it returned with the vengeance, and she lost hearing and the ability to walk. And we all just were the church showed up. We went and spent Christmas at her house and did our worship service there because she couldn't leave her bed. It was a time of grieving because she she didn't make it into this new building with us. Uh, We had a second loss that season in that building. We got a call from a family in the middle of the night that Todd had passed away. In his sleep, he was there since the beginning. This was a VBS night where he was playing with the children at the playground. And there was just a lot. It was heavy, and it was testing, testing our faith as people, and our ability to be a church together, and it was just this strange unknowing of how long are we going to be in this season? How long is it going to hurt? Physically, emotionally, we just felt in between. To describe this season, I think of Jeremiah chapter 29. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. God's people were in a place that was not their home. And their choices led them there, but they wouldn't have chosen that place, if you asked them. Yet, what did God want them to do? He said, while they were grieving where they were not, God said, look at where you are and care about it. We can probably all relate. If you're in a season of life, or maybe you're in a place that you didn't want to be, Didn't plan on it, didn't choose it, but here it is. What can you do during that time? You feel settled, unsettled, you're ready to move through it. But maybe there's just a time to look around and say, seek peace here. What can you find here to do good, to care about the people that you are running into? You may have moved to Cincinnati for temporary purposes, maybe a school or a job you know you're not going to stick around for forever, but while you're here, we encourage you to seek the peace of the city with us for however long you're with us. Bring goodness and Jesus' love here while you're here and take it with you when you go here are some good things we found seeking the peace of our temporary location at Nassau Street. The building next was next to apartments, and there was a ton of kids there. And we didn't really have that in our first location. Not a lot of kids wandered in visiting. But because the Brethren Church was so caring to them on Sunday mornings, they saw that building open again on Sunday nights, and they showed up. And because we got more kids, we had our first VBS, a Summer Fun, We did it for a couple years now, and we were outside, we were inside. We had kids that we knew and and kids who just showed up. It was really fun. We grew more with college students as well because we met at night. That's probably a perk. Cincinnati Christian University wasn't far, and people showed up and served as well as came. We made lasting relationships with that church we met in that we still connect with today. And even after we moved, we partner with them. And we've done things like Family Fest in the park next to their church. And we gathered a bunch of churches together and celebrated and had a party for the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, They host a people's pantry where people can give a little, take a little food that they need. And we still, anytime you have extra, bring it our way. We still try to go fill the box at any time I'm driving by there. Our neighborhood was in transition in the same way we felt as a church in transition. There was a threat that a grocery store that had been in the neighborhood for years was leaving and we would become a food desert. And so the Walnut Hills Redevelopment Foundation, I mentioned before, they had come up with this idea called Buy 25. And I was on this planning committee, and we would try to come up with make this big celebration to say, every Tuesday, come shop with your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. Try to buy $25 worth of stuff. Because they were doing the math, and they were like, oh, you don't say that you make enough, so we're going to all spend our money here and stay here and not go to better, bigger, fancier stores, but try to spend money here this week and show that we care and show that we want food here. And it did extend the life uh, for a couple years, but in May 2017, Kroger left, and we've been a food desert ever since. And there's been a lot of people working really hard to come up with solutions to that. There's still an event every Friday where either Finley Market or someone else brings in a, a food truck of produce to sell so people don't have to, so they can just walk and still buy food. There are community gardens all over the place. We had some photos up before uh, for that purpose too, for neighbors to come and participate in growing and reaping the produce from the gardens. Location number three, 1301 East McMillan Street. We've been here since 2015. On Easter 2015, we met for the first time And in this space, we've grown, we've changed leadership, we've adapted to a global pandemic, and we've started again. We found our third organization to partner with here. And they are, I mentioned before a few weeks ago, Learning Grove is a daycare. And so they use so much space back there. We wandered through back last week and there was just even more classrooms than I realized back there. They have administrators here, classes here, but they don't use a sanctuary. So we got to meet on Sunday mornings and we get to leave our stuff up. It's a big blessing. For eight years, we get to leave our stuff here. But we didn't just come in. We came in with a very nice rent and we said, we'll also fix up the space. Because when we came in, it looked a little different. If you want to post, these are our, this is the sanctuary. You can see this stage looks slightly different. And the two classrooms in the back, they hadn't been used in a while. Looked very different, very old. So, fun thing is that Steve took pictures along the way and they're kind of hard to see but there's a lot of us that spent an entire summer 2015 and we just came in and we ripped up carpet and we ripped up strange flooring and realized there was a basketball court on the second floor and when you rip up a flooring we found the lines of the basketball court and we spend a lot of time scraping glue off of the floor and pouring vinegar. The smell of vinegar is still there, isn't it, Alicia? And so there was just a lot that we put into this, but it, I don't know, it feels even more like home because we just, when you serve in a place and you dig down deep, you just kind of invest even more. So we've been here for eight and a half years now, the longest of our locations. Because of COVID, we added another location. We're online now and we welcome everyone who can't be here in person. And you've joined us even when you're away, or some folks have just joined us for the first time online, visited us before you arrived. Maybe you visited us online first. And it was a thing we had to adapt to, and yet it's become just a new way of connecting with people. The neighborhood has been growing and adapting in these years. A lot of the vacant buildings are now filling up, so we have new neighbors moving in all the time. The street in front of our church was one way until a little bit ago. Now it's two-way trying to get people to slow down, stay a while, and don't just rush through. Our partnerships grew and changed too. We began serving with the Frederick Douglass Elementary, a public school just up the street here. We did a lot of fun things with them, whether it was back-to-school supplies or helping organize their storage rooms or hosting Princess's Ballet. A program that was in partnership with City Gospel Mission. And we also connect with City Gospel for a Thanksgiving exchange. Starting now, you can bring in cans of peaches, and we're gonna have, provide hundreds of peaches for people to purchase low cost Thanksgiving meals this holiday. That's something we continue to do. We got to work on painting projects with Tender Mercies, who help people who have mental illness find housing solutions. Things changed inside the building, too. Our leadership changed. When we moved here, Steve, you want to raise a hand? Steve, my husband, was our pastor. Uh, Then we had a few others. A few other folks came through, and I was invited into this role January 2020. Let's think about that. I think I broke something. (laughs) So there's been a lot of adaptations here. But the funny thing with all the transition is, like, now it almost feels like we're back at the beginning, looking around and saying, who are we and who's in our neighborhood? I literally did the math this week and counted that of all of us very active here in this church, I, half of you have arrived since we regathered in 2021. We're new here. We're new as a family. We look different than we did before. Who are we and who is our community? New people moving in. But guess what? Now we're the old timers. We can tell you the history of these streets. We can say, welcome in, and I'll show you the best places to eat. Now that we're here and things continue to change, we get to be the ones sharing the story, welcoming people to the neighborhood. The one thing that we've learned, that no matter the three locations, we've planted roots. We've been in this community for 18 years, and our mission to share an eternal peace of Jesus, has always remained the same. Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Our heavenly location sounds pretty neat someday. But for now, our goal is to try to bring that healing and that hope and that peace to this city, this location now on earth. Bring some glimpses of Jesus here where we are in our echo location. Like we've said today, you might have grown up here. Maybe you're passing through. Maybe you are really planting roots, digging in. And our journeys of faith can have the same seasons. Sometimes faith is a place you grow up in. And it's probably different now because you're different, you grew up, but also because life has just thrown some stuff at you and it changes your perspective and it spins your mind around. And so how can you take what's familiar and still find hope in Jesus? So at Echo, we say, come on in. We're going to reread the ancient scriptures together. We're going to try to dig in and look at things that seem kind of familiar, but look with new lenses. What's really in there? Let's build on what we learned and become the people who live out what God has spoken in scripture. Sometimes faith is an uncomfortable in-between space and you know it's temporary. You hope it's temporary. It's gotta be temporary, right? But there's a pain and sometimes that's the season you're in. And pain that we experience physically and emotionally can hurt can harm us spiritually. So we just say, stick together. Don't, don't isolate. Because we're, you're going to find some people sitting in these pews who've experienced something dark too. And they'll sit with you. And they'll just wait it out and pray with you and be present in the same way and bring you reminders of Jesus' hope. And finally, sometimes your faith is just ready for some deep roots. Maybe you didn't grow up in church and you're excited to learn new things now. Maybe you did, but you've got a new wave of like excitement and wonder in Jesus. So just come on in, dig in, stay a while, and join in. We've been talking about using our creativity and connecting with one another and trying to live out a commission together. So being present is how that happens. And when you're present, and you're excited and growing, then you help other people on the journey as well. We're all living out our faith together. So no matter your season, we're glad you're here right now. However long you stay, we hope you find, we hope you find that you're hearing from God, that you're sensing That it's possible to live in 2023 in Cincinnati, in your neighborhood, in this area, and live out truly Jesus' hope, his salvation, his love and truth. Stay connected, and we're going to try to grow and look more like Jesus every day. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for bringing us together and helping us find people we wouldn't have found without you. Open our eyes to see who's been here, who's passing through, and who's ready to dig in, and help us to love each person we see and try to show why it matters that you were in this world, why it matters that we believe in you. Help us to show your love through our lives and help people figure out how to navigate this location that they're on in this world. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us your example. Thank you for giving us your strength for another day. We lay these things before you. Amen. Thank you for the gift of your attention today. If you ever want to join Echo Church in person, we meet on Sundays at 10.30 a.m., You'll find us at 1301 East McMillan Street. That's in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Cincinnati, Ohio, just up the street from our city's beautiful Eden Park. Find out more about us on our website, echochurch.org. Have a great week.